Ladies, it thrills my heart that y'all are meeting tonight in Roots Week 5 as we journey through the book of Psalm 119 at the feet of Jesus on the couches with each other. It's just such a joy uh, to my heart to know that y'all are gathering tonight. Um, I am so excited to just get to jump into the room with you via technology for a little bit and um, just try to give you some thoughts and some ideas about the passage that we're looking at this week. Um, it's, it's very near and dear to my heart for a lot of reasons, but the first one is the very first word that it opens up with in verse 33, which is teach. And I really believe that we have a good, good father, but we also have a great, great teacher. And being a teacher of the scripture and someone who so longs to humbly steward that gift, I am blown away at the eagerness of our God to teach us about himself, to teach us about everything we'd want to know. He is not a God that loves to withhold. He is not a God that loves to, to hide or... Um, make a game out of finding out answers and revelation. He is so longing to expose himself and truth and transformation and freedom and hope found in the pages of his word. And so the very beginning of this, this section of scripture just blesses my heart with the word teach. When you think about a teacher, maybe some of you are teachers and you get the joy of, of going into a classroom and taking a child and building upon knowledge that they may have had in the previous years or year in order to excel them and to graduate them to the next grade, to the next level, to the next amazing subject or you know, information that they're going to get to learn. And that's the same way it is with our teacher. The Greek word for teacher is Rabboni, used in the New Testament. And the, the apostles, the disciples would call him Rabboni, teacher. Teach us, show us, reveal, give us, you know, get us to the next grade, graduate us. And isn't that amazing that as a teacher, it is up to them to teach the subject as best as possible in order for the student to receive it, adopt it, observe it, and move on with it into the next season of life. You see, ladies, this passage is so alleviating for you and for me. These verbs that are all throughout verse 33 and through 40, look at the subject. When you look at it tonight, look at the subject of these verbs. Is it you? Is it up to you? to do X, Y, and Z? Is it up to you to teach, to make, to incline, to establish, to turn away, to behold, to revive, just to name a few that are in this passage? No. No, it isn't. Praise the Lord. It all is up to the teacher, to the giver, to the reviver, the establisher of our heart. And that just makes me want to jump up and down the I am a student of him, and I want to receive and observe with fertile soil. That's my part. I come into the classroom of life ready to learn, ready to receive, ready to obey. But it is not up to me to figure out life. 
to navigate it, to teach myself to be in control, to be the all-knowing authority. It is his role. And that is worth celebrating tonight, if nothing else. Such a powerful encouragement. As you finish up this chapter, I've given the facilitators a few um, questions and thoughts tonight that I hope you all dive into that talks about some of these words that have repeated here, as well as um, really kind of the idea of what it is to be established, which is obviously one of my favorite words. Uh, what does it mean to be established in the word, but also to have the word established in you? Those might be two different things. And talk about what that, what that could mean. I love how it says in the last part of that verse in 38, establish your word to your servant as that which produces reverence for you. You see, I think that's part of the difference, is that you can be established in the Word of God, have some sort of knowledge of it, some sort of idea, maybe even have studied it, so to speak, and not really have a reverence for the author of it. But when he takes his word like the seed that it is and plants it deep within you that it would grow in fruit, believe me, ladies, there is no other posture or response than absolute awe and reverence of who it is that is pursuing you, who it is that wrote these very words on the page that really are breath into your lungs. Which is interesting because the fifth letter of the alphabet, which is, you know, signifies here in this eight verses, verse 33 through 40, it's called He, H-E, and it literally means divine breath. And the verb version is to look or to behold. So look and behold, ladies, tonight into the pages of, of the author and let he, let him divinely breathe into you, establishing his word deeply among you.